2: now
4: Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Saturday Night Live Stream. Joining me in the studio tonight for the very first time, the recently revealed Pfizer whistleblower, Debbie Bernal. We're going to be talking about her time at Pfizer, her awakening, and what she plans to do from here on out. The sky's the limit. So do me a favor, if you're just getting into the show Please hit that like button if you're on Rumble. Hit the Red Pill if you're on the Foxhole. Hit the Flame if you're on Odyssey. Wherever it is, I'd also appreciate it if you share the program on your favorite social media platform, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Truth Social. If you want to follow Debbie on Twitter, you can find her at Debbie Bernal. We're going to be passing that link out here in just a bit. I don't know if you guys saw this, but remember that Trump supporter in New York I said was not really a Trump supporter? Well, it turns out she had a Hail Satan sticker on the back of her phone. So, yeah, I don't think she was a real Trump supporter. All right. Sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and I'll be right back after this with Pfizer whistleblower Debbie Bernal. All right. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back. And thank you so much for joining us. Please join me in welcoming my guest for the very first time Ms. Debbie Bernal. Debbie, how are you tonight?
5: I'm doing great. How are you?
4: Excellent. Thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate it. And uh, as I said, when we met on the phone, uh, you know, I really appreciate your your willingness to step forward. I think that there is any number of opportunities for people to blow the whistle or at the very least just to step forward and say, hey, I know about something that's going on that people need to know about, because if they were aware of it, they would be upset. And certainly that's exactly what happened in your case. But you are one of uh, a select few, you know, I mean, like the, the people who are willing to step forward uh, are, are few and far between. I mean, can, can you tell us what went through your head when you were deciding uh, about coming forward and, and making these disclosures? You know, what went through your head? What were you afraid of?
5: Yeah. um, Well, I think one of the main things that was going through my head was, wow, they're really gaslighting everyone. Um, And then it was a little struggle, an internal struggle of trying to figure out if, you know, blowing the whistle was worth losing my job, potentially my career. Um, So, there's a lot going on in my mind for sure. Um, I think it was just to me so important for people to know, you know, what they were saying before and what they were getting censored for Mm
6: -hmm.
5: was just, you know, just this plot, this game, you know, to just hide things from, from everyone. So yeah, it was, um, it was hard. It was frustrating. It was very scary as well, but, um, Yeah. Here I am.
4: So tell us uh, exactly what did you come across while you were working at Pfizer? Well, first of all, even before you did that, what were you doing at Pfizer and how did you have access to this information?
5: Yeah, sure. Um, So I'll put this out there. I never actually intended to end up at Pfizer. It was just by complete coincidence. I worked for a consulting company and Um, sometimes in consulting, you don't really have a choice per se on what project you go on. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was on the bench, um, in consulting. That means that you haven't been on a project for a while. It was during the holidays. So during the holiday season, typically in consulting, if you're not already on a role, it's a little difficult to get on a role just because you know, the holidays are coming, everything's wrapping up, and no one's focused on onboarding anyone to the team at all until the next year. Mm -hmm. So I was on the bench. Um, HR had messaged me and told me, hey, you need to get on a project by December or you're out. Um, So I just went on the portal where you apply for roles, and I just applied to everything that was within my background, which is healthcare. Mm -hmm. Um, and a day after I just applied for a bunch of roles, a a manager from the Pfizer project messaged me and she told me that she was looking to onboard someone right away, um, that she had talked to my previous managers and that they all, you know, provided great references and that I was well qualified for this role. So she immediately just onboarded me. I was shocked that Pfizer would be client that i was working with just because you know my own personal beliefs and sure well yeah, I, was,
4: I noticed go i ahead. noticed on your twitter profile that uh, it says that you were a founding member of a, a chapter of turning point usa so you were already conservative so i i sensed a, 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 a pang of guilt <laughs> in your voice that you even worked at pfizer
5: <laughs> yeah yeah no um you know most kids go to college to get indoctrinated and they become liberal it was the complete opposite for me <laughs> love it um Yeah. So I started my turning point chapter and then, you know, here I am. Um, But yeah, um, just, you know, that background, those feelings that I had already, I felt extremely guilty within, you know, just myself. I'm just like, oh, great. I'm going to work for, you know, this company that I believe is lying to people. Right. So, but as a consultant, you know, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. And um, so I immediately onboarded, I was their uh, sales process expert and a functional lead. Um, And I was pretty much just going on site to the Pfizer facility and uh, helping their program probably shouldn't reveal too much details about that specifically, but pretty much just their sales process. Um, I'm sure most people are familiar with uh, medical sales. You have a medical sales rep that goes to the doctor's office, right. goes there, brings them free lunches and tries to get the doctor to, you know, prescribe their medicine or use their tools. Mm-hmm. So essentially it was that, but for the virtual version of their sales. So um
4: so I, I learned a lot about this uh when I uh, I watched a mini series called uh what was it? Dope sick <laughs> about, uh, about the people from Purdue, Purdue Pharma and, uh, and Oxycontin, the, uh, the practices that they had when they basically got half the country hooked on opiates. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm well aware they will, uh, they, they will go to great lengths to get doctors and clinics to, uh, to purchase their medicines and prescribe their drugs. It's kind of crazy.
5: Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a whole process. Yeah. Very, um, they've, they know what they're doing. That's what I'll pretty much say about that so (laughs) yeah okay
4: so continuing on so you're working at Pfizer now in this uh in this position within sales and
5: yeah so um you know I'm going to the office every day I'm taking my meetings I'm doing my work um and you know during lunchtime during the free time I don't have you know um it's coming back from COVID the work culture isn't fully there yet how Mm -hmm. they want it to be so it's not like you're having conversations with friends or anything. It's pretty much, you just go there, do your work and everyone's doing their own thing. People are talking to doctors on the phone, whatever.
4: Okay. Um,
5: So So, so I, you know,
4: not the interpersonal interactions that you would uh, have expected prior to people going to full mm. work from home. That's kind of interesting. I, I don't know. I, I haven't worked in corporate culture in, in several years. I've been self-employed for a while, so <laughs> I don't even know how it went. I, I remember joking at the time when everything locked down, you know, but m- my life didn't really change. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just kept doing what I was doing.
5: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: Okay. All right. I'm sorry. Continue, please. <laughs> no,
5: you're good. You're good. Um. So, yeah. So um, I would spend time at my cubicle, and I was given – credentials like I had my own Pfizer email I had a badge I had my own Pfizer laptop and really just out of pure cur- cur- curios- curiosity curiosity mm-hmm. um I um just wanted to see what what was there um so I logged on to a portal and it's typically like a company portal where they, you know, talk about latest news about Pfizer, uh, latest donations from Bill Gates, um, you know, their new um, expansion of this whole COVID vaccine with, you know, trying to get everyone in Africa to get vaccinated, you know, just a portal that has all of that. So I'm a search engine. I was just curious. I wanted to see if what I thought was true. And I just looked up Myocarditis wow and lo and behold i pretty much just you know validated what i had believed to be true the past two three years and that really alarmed me honestly it really just made me angry i could not believe how many times I, you know, personally had been censored on Instagram, Twitter, mm-hmm. or just really any platform. And I know many friends, um, I know many politicians have been taken down off those platforms as well for just saying, you know, there's a possibility of side effects. Or right. um, are we sure about this, you know, this vaccine that just rolled out? Are we sure we want to do that? Just asking simple questions like that would get you dinged.
4: Right, right.
5: Um, so that really bothered me because here I am thinking... This is the health of, you know, of humanity. And why are we punishing people who are just asking simple questions that they have a right to ask?
4: It's a, lot um, of mon- it's a lot of money that's at stake, Debbie, you know, I mean, exactly. the, the economy since the, the, the advent of COVID, I mean, it's become like the COVID industrial complex. You know, I mean, think about how many billions of dollars Pfizer alone has made mm. since this came onto the scene. You know, I mean, it, and across the board, I mean, it, it's a whole sector of the economy now. I don't know how large it is at this point, but it seems like they're still making vaccines and governments are mm. still buying them, you know, so there's definitely yeah. a profit motive there. Let me ask you this before you can Continue when you sure. when you went into the portal and you searched myocarditis. Uh, were you w- w- the information that you found was it uh, private conversations between Pfizer executives in, in emails? Was it uh, Pfizer's own studies showing that myocarditis was a real side effect of these vaccines, or what was it exactly?
5: Yeah, no, it was research studies mm-hmm. by Pfizer. Yeah, um, there were
4: unpublished Uh, probably right like i mean these were uh, it was completely
5: i believe it was completely just internal yeah Um, yeah. i don't think they were you know sharing that with anyone but um there were also some uh powerpoints that i saw that were meant for internal meetings within themselves talking about the possible or the reasoning as to why myocarditis is so high in boys mm-hmm. from eighteen to twenty, whatever. Um, so it was like it made me realize that internally people were perfectly aware of these right. side effects. Um, but you know, what we hear now is, oh, the vaccine, you know, the benefits of the va- vaccine outweigh the risks of these side effects. So that's tip- that's what they're saying now. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, just some of the studies that I saw, um, I saw just like lists of people, kids, children with, um, myocarditis next to their names Mm -hmm. and next to it, it had, um, either recovered or unrecovered or unknown. Oh, wow. And it was children. Like I'm talking about like 10, no more than like 25. And most of them were boys. Um,
4: Do you you think that these names were gathered from like publicly available information like had they been scouring cases throughout the country or were these all exclusively from Pfizer's own internal studies of the vaccine? Because I know that they you know, the the drug manufacturers are doing the studies and then Mm -hmm. they massage the data and they hand it over to the FDA or whoever is the governing body. And then they say, well, you know, take a look at what we found and just trust us on it.
5: Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, um, it was internal. It was, Mm -hmm. uh, to me, it seemed to be, it was, uh, information gathered from around the world. Um, Mm -hmm. I saw some of the cases that were being studied from like Israel, from Australia, from the UK, just all over the world. And most of them from what I saw usually had unrecovered next to their you know their little the, row.
4: i mean the implication so. is un- unrecovered probably means that you're dead i would assume
5: that's what i would assume yeah, i don't yeah. really know unless you catch myocarditis early and treat it i i don't know how an but i mean
4: recovered. by its nature that would be a recovered case you know i mean if somebody has myocarditis and they haven't recovered from it i mean that's your heart it's it's gone you're okay you're done you know that's it
5: exactly that's awful yeah. And it was children. That That's what did it for me. Just yeah. seeing the ages of the, you know, the cases, it was really sad. Um, and then I, you know, some other things that I saw, um, some side effects, but from people reporting it to their doctors or their right. pharmacists, um, just follow-ups um, with that. And like I said, what I observed was it was mostly, um, younger, younger boys. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, some other things that, um, I, I ran into, um, was the fertility. Mm -hmm. Um, there was a few things that I saw that pretty much just, you know, imply that there was not enough research to be, you know, to be concluding, that these vaccines weren't affecting the fertility of women mm. um, yeah, so just stuff like that it it really bothered me, you know, obviously, I know that with every drug, there's a side effect, but the fact that you were going out of your way to contact these social media companies to mm-hmm. flag these people who are even just mentioning a possibility of a side effect, that really bothered me absolutely
4: that really yeah. bothered me. I mean, they they robbed the, um, well, they robbed the public at large of informed consent, you know, I mean, taking away people's ability to do, like, honest research into these drugs, into what their true side effects are, uh, and and you can make a decision on your own. If you are one of those people who thinks that getting the jab is is worth the possibility of all the other things that might happen to you, then more power to you. This is America. I'm okay with that, you know, Mm -hmm. but it shouldn't be forced upon any of us that that don't feel that way. And exactly. y- y- there is, and, you know, I mean, any, any honest person can take a look at these reporting methods that the medical community has You know, we stopped counting influenza, we stopped counting uh, pneumonia, and all of a sudden, all we ever counted was COVID. And, you know, today, somebody on Twitter said, you know, me, Zach Payne, you know, you're you're responsible for the 200,000 excess deaths of people who are not getting vaccinated. Like, no, come on, you know? I mean, Mm. like, that's totally ridiculous, and uh, I think it's disingenuous. I mean, we've got real-life cases of children dying as a result of this you can see it all the time i mean you you see it on television people dropping dead and then of course those people will say well they're dying from covid (laughs) because they didn't Mm. get vaccinated yeah oh come on come on you know go you know get another boost and uh, we'll talk about it later (laughs) yeah yeah
5: yeah it's yeah and the thing with that is that they know that they can get away with it just Mm. because of the relationship that they have with the government yep it, they're they're covering each other this i truly believe that they work hand in hand together to cover each other you know we'll make sure you don't have to deal with the consequences you keep making money we both win so
4: well i think that there is um what let me ask you this can you think of any other pro any other motives besides profit that Uh, might give Pfizer a reason to push this vaccine, this untested and unsafe vaccine, out onto the public? And maybe you can speculate on why the government might allow them to do it. Any ideas?
5: Um, So I guess here comes the conspiracy theorist out of me. Um, Well, Pfizer, personally, I believe that Pfizer's motives are profit. I mean, if the government can mandate, force people to take your drug, and make it mandatory and also boosters mandatory and keep this um you know this covid thing you know prolong it as long as possible that's a lot of money Mm -hmm. that's a lot of money and while working at pfizer i noticed that bill gates is a really big guy there um just the amount of donations they get from the uh, bill and melinda gates foundation um I truly believe that those relationships with people like Bill Gates also influence motives as well. Um, I'm sure people know Bill Gates, what he's had to say and, you know, his thoughts on population, overpopulation, mm-hmm. on global warming and whatnot. I mean, what a perfect way to control control population than to get people a mass amount of people to take this experimental drug.
6: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Where-
5: We're now we're seeing what we're observing people just die suddenly.
6: Mm -hmm.
5: So that's one thing Um, with the government. I personally believe it's about control. I truly believe that if you can instill fear into people with this whole pandemic, which most generations have already seen, I mean the older ones, but what about the younger ones who haven't seen much? I know as a millennial, I've I've been through a lot, so I've seen a lot. But, you know, the younger generations might not have. You know, they mm-hmm. didn't get to witness 9-11 like I did. They didn't get to, you know, witness as much, you know, uh wars as I did. I mean, now it's a little – probably going to be a little different. But, you know, a pandemic, it's scary, especially mm-hmm. when you're telling people that, you know, it's spreading. You can die from it. You can, you know – you know, it's fear. It's mm-hmm. fear. If you can get – a country to bow down to fear it's all yours you sure. can get them to do whatever so yeah um yeah governmental advisor you're good we get to benefit from people you know listening to us kind of figure out who is willing to obey us who isn't who's willing to put up a fight you know the, to me this is the biggest psychological economical so, like social experiment that i've ever seen in my life Certainly. It's, Yeah.
4: Yeah, Yeah, I I think you're right. I think you're right. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I'm most concerned about is the fertility issue that you mentioned, um, because I think that plays right into a potential depopulation agenda. Oh, yeah. You know, they can ensure that a vast number of uh, the uh, uh, fertile people here in America will not be able to procreate, you know, then what's left, you know, I mean, either, you know, you're, you're not going to have a whole bunch of babies, which means you're going to have a reduced population. Maybe you can replace them through uh, forced immigration or, uh, you know, pushing Mm -hmm. people across the border, but also maybe you can make a ton more money in uh, fertility treatments, or in artificial insemination techniques. I'm certain that there are people who do that. People have surrogates all the time, you know. I mean, people have their their eggs and their sperm frozen, and then they have a baby made, and then, you know have somebody else carry it for them. So, you know, among the, the wealthiest people, if if uh, if they are forced to engage in something like that, um, then I think that would be a real boost to the bottom line of whatever company was uh, was behind anything. Do you know if, if Pfizer has any fertility, uh, uh, any fertility like segment of their business?
5: Um, so I know one of their main medications is Viagra. Um, okay. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure yeah. they have a drug for, you know, sure that kind of stuff. But um, going along with what you said about fertility, um, I know my consulting company um, had a great reproductive health benefits, um, you know, f- to help with adoption, to help with egg retrieval and freezing and whatnot. But we, uh, yeah, it sounds great to most people when they're applying to these jobs, but ultimately it comes down these companies are trying to stop you from having kids Mm -hmm. because if you have kids, that means you're not going to work and they have to pay you to not work. Right. So, um, you know, for them forcing their employees to get vaccinated, Oh, they might have fertility problems later in the future. Oh no. Our, our employee won't be able to miss nine months of work or whatever. So, I mean, I just think it's, you know, big companies aren't worried about your fertility. They're sure. worried about, you know, their own families and you just making a profit for them.
4: Yeah, and I, I quite often it's, it's all about what is good for the business in, like, the exactly. short term. They're not really thinking, I guess, about the long term. I mean, because at a certain point, there won't be enough people. But then there's, like, the whole... AI agenda, you know the idea that 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 like robotics and artificial intelligence are just going to push people out of the workforce entirely. And I guess what's the most painless way that you could do that? Make it so people don't have babies anymore, and then you Mm -hmm. won't have to worry about all the additional people. So society will take care of itself in that situation. So yeah, we're living in very interesting times. I think we're seeing a lot of things coming to a head, and uh, it, it's kind of crazy. I don't know. I, I feel like there's a, a, there's a lot of different points of, uh, of potential research that a lot of people have focused on, and they're all kind of coming to a head. It's like every aspect of it, it, it meets in the middle, and uh, you can kind of see how it fits into this puzzle. Um, okay, okay, so when when you found all this stuff out, uh what did you do and uh and 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 what exactly happened
5: um i think the first thing that i started doing was thinking back about all the doctors that i had listened to that got pretty much just canceled Mm -hmm. um and then i looked looked them up again um i had looked up Robert Malone, Dr. Robert Malone's research. Um, I I found it on the internet and I was just, you know, doing a comparison just to make sure I wasn't just reading what I want. You know, I I didn't want to just find what I wanted to find. I wanted to verify what, you know, what everything was saying just to make sure I wasn't, you know, jumping to conclusions and whatnot. Um, and then I remembered, um, years ago when I had first, gotten involved with Turning Point, I remembered um, a session. This was back when Turning Point was small and we were holding conferences and just little holiday inns in a conference room, not like um, AmFest or some or whatever they do now, which is like yeah. huge. Um, so I remembered um, James O'Keefe meeting him there. And I remember to him talking about his, his mission and Project Veritas. And this was way way towards the beginning, um, of his career. And I was pretty much amazed by what he did and his work and whatnot. And when I came across these things, I just remembered, wow, there, there might be someone who can do something about this.
6: Mm
5: -hmm. Um, so I don't want to, um, go in too much details about, you know, um, exactly, what i did with james just to oh make no 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 sure that my uh um, yeah. <laughs> yes,
4: you know yes you know
5: give me a call and yell at me but um <laughs> pretty much i found out that james had already been working on the story mm-hmm. so us meeting and you know coming together was just like a puzzle you know finishing the puzzle if anything um and Then he dropped the video with Jordan Walker Mm -hmm. and that was pretty much the blowout. Um, And I really feel like that was the day that people finally knew that this is what Pfizer was keeping from the public. And it, it was awesome in my opinion.
4: So, yeah. like, on that day when that story broke, we, were you still like in Pfizer offices? Were you were you working at Pfizer? Because I'm very keen <laughs> to know what their response was when this all came out.
5: Yeah. Um. So yeah, I was actually still working at Pfizer. Um. I was actually in my hotel room, um, wa- while just watching this unfold. Um, and I was like, yeah, like you get him, James. Yeah. Um. The next morning was when that's when things just you know went downhill. Um, Did they tell the next everybody morning, to
4: delete their Tinder accounts.
5: <laughs> oh, oh, it was it was bad for everyone. It, I'm talking, yeah, it was oh, bad for everyone, oh. including, including James, as we all know now. But um, yeah, yeah. Um, The next morning, uh, I go to go to the facility at Pfizer. Um, you know, to just work. Whatever, do my work. Um, and out of pure curiosity, I wanted to see if Doctor Jordan was, you know, still working. If he was still employed, you know, I was, I was just curious.
4: And just, and, and let me just be be clear: you you, you didn't work with uh, with Jordan or anything. I mean, you just worked at oh, Pfizer. He worked at yeah, Pfizer. no, you guys like I just worked at Pfizer. Yeah, yeah, I
5: I I literally. Do not know him personally. I've never met him. It's yeah. Um, so I look him up on teams Mm -hmm. and lo and behold, he's online and he's still there. And
4: and of course, Pfizer said that, you know, he wasn't working for them or they correct? Names? Yeah, correct. Yeah.
5: They tried to, you know, wipe him off the Internet like immediately. They mm-hmm. They called their buddies up at Google and told them to, yep. hey, you need to take anything about Jordan Walker out. Then they called YouTube and told them, hey, you need to take down any video that's talking about Jordan Walker right now. Of course, yep. they did that. LinkedIn removed his thing, but he was still working. He was still online and I saw it. And I saw, you know, the hierarchy of, you know, positions that people uh, held at Pfizer. And that's what dinged me. Um Maybe like two hours after I had just looked him up just to see if he was online. um, I had been in a conference room. I was taking a meeting for work. And I start noticing that there's people outside the door. And it, it was glass. Sure. Um. So I start noticing that um they're not leaving. And then f- they're like pacing back and forth. And um I think they just said, you know, screw it. We're just going to bust in there. And then they come in and they tell me, hey, you need to hang up. Um, There's a call for you and you need to pick up right now. And I look at her and I'm like, I'm taking a meeting right now. Can I can I do this later? And she looks at me and she tells me, no, you need to hang up. You can call them back later. You need to come deal with this right now. And I'm like, Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, I get a call from my manager for my consulting company and he tells me, Hey, um, I just want you to, to know that your contract with Pfizer is being, um, cut short as of today. They'll probably ask you for your badge and your laptop. So just hand it to them. Don't worry about it just finish off your day, just finish what you were doing, your work and wrap things up. And then, you know, just hand everything in at the end of the day. And I'm like, okay, sure. Mm -hmm. I get off the phone with them. Pfizer, you know, they weren't about to let me stay the whole day. They wanted me out immediately. Um, So the security lady asks me to turn in my laptop and my badge and I do. And then she asks me to follow her. Hey, can you follow me? I'm like, okay. So she walks me to the other side of the facility and takes me into this locked room. Um, and once I entered that room, I realized what was going on. Um,
4: Were they going to interrogate you?
5: Yeah, that's exactly what wow. was going to happen. Yeah, they, wow. Just because I realized. You looked him up. Just because I looked him up. Yeah.
4: Oh, you couldn't have been the only person.
5: I mean, oh, the, no, <laughs> definitely not. No, not at all.
4: So I, um, I wonder if they did this to everybody.
5: So I'll, I'll get to it a little, okay. um, okay. a little after. Yeah, it gets, yeah. Um, so I go into the room and I realize, oh, I'm about to get interrogated. I know what's happening now. So I sit down and I'm trying to be calm and just, you know, polite. And I ask her what's going on. Uh, you know, why is my contract being terminated? And they're like, oh, we, we just, we just want to terminate the contract. Stuff. <laughs> Yeah, they don't want to tell me, it. oh, no, it's not because this doctor of ours, Jordan Walker, totally just spilled the beans and revealed our secrets. No, it wasn't that. Oh. Um, And she looks at me and she's like, do you have anything that belongs to Pfizer on your phone or any personal belongings? And I look at her and I'm like, well, ma'am, I am a consultant. Part of my job is to make deliverables for you guys. So, I mean, technically, yeah, I literally make things for you guys. That is for, you know, that's Mm -hmm. owned by Pfizer because I'm a consultant. That's what I do. And then she goes, okay, well, did you look anything up today? And I'm like, um, I mean, again, it's part of my job to look things up. So you're going to have to be more specific with me. Mm -hmm. She she doesn't get there. She doesn't even want to bring it up. (laughs) And then she asks me, what about, you know, uh, employees, personal information, Or like anything that could reveal people's identity or their positions here at Pfizer. And I'm like, look, lady, let's you're wasting my time. Can you please just get to the point? And she's like, no, no, it's it's fine. Would you mind if I look through your phone? Oh, <laughs> no. Don't. And I looked at her and I was like, are you serious? You want to look through my personal phone? She's like, yeah, it's standard procedure here at Pfizer to ask all of the employees before they leave to look through their personal phones. And I was like, OK, yeah, cool. That's a lie. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, I told her to kick rocks. Like, I'm not going to let you look through my private phone. Like, you can't do that. Like, Good I'm not stupid. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I tell her no. And then she's like, well, what about. Would you mind leaving your phone here overnight? And I, I get mad at this point. I'm like, look, lady, I'm not leaving anything with you. I gave you guys back your your badge and your laptop. Those belong to you. My phone belongs to me. Is there anything else you want from me? Like I, you're wasting my time. I'm clearly wasting yours because you're not gonna get anything from me here.
6: Yeah.
5: Um. And then she keeps trying to interrogate me. I, I'm like my blood is boiling at this point. I'm also terrified because I am in a locked interrogation sure. at a Pfizer facility. So I'm trying to deal with a lot of emotions. You're, and, you're, like, um, you're like
4: one jab of sodium pentothal away from being uh, uh, given truth serum or something. Oh
5: my gosh! Who knows yeah. what they could have done? Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was it was so scary. Um, oh. and then I just get I you know after you know the interrogation it's going on for a while and then. I finally look at her. I'm like, all right, let's stop here. Do you mind if I start recording this conversation for future use in case I need to show it to my lawyer so he kind of knows what's going on here? Because clearly this is an interrogation. Yeah. And she stops. I don't think she expected that. I think once you, you know, say I need a lawyer, that's when they realize, oh, ah, yeah. you know, so she looks at me, she kind of glares at me and tells me. I'll go ask. And then she gets up and leaves me in the room for a while. this point, she's left, so I can kind of uh actually start, like, shaking. And um I'm trying not to cry. I'm, you know, on the call with my manager because she's wondering, like, what's going on. Because at this point, she found out from the guy in charge of the Pfizer project that I'm getting rolled off early. And she's probably upset because... I'm the process expert who who's going to replace me with so little time. So, yeah. I'm on the phone. I'm, you know, telling her I don't know what's going on. I'm in an interrogation room. I'm like scared. Um and then she comes back and she tells me, "Okay, you can leave." And I'm like, "Okay." I get up. She leads me out. I walk outside and I see my personal belongings just scattered out on a bench outside the door. Yeah.
6: Oh my Um, gosh.
5: My backpack, my personal backpack is unzipped. It's open. Everything's scattered out and I'm already upset. My emotions are through the roof. And I turn around and I look at her. I'm like, what is your first and last name? What is your position? And you cannot touch my personal things. Mm-hmm. You cannot do that. I gave you back what's yours. You cannot touch my things again. She didn't expect that. I got her. I wrote her name down just for future reference, just in case. Mm-hmm. And then I just left and went back to my hotel. It was Once all I of back- your
4: stuff there. Like, did they take any flash drives or anything like that?
5: No, no, I didn't have any flash drives. Um, they pretty much just grabbed everything that was at my cubicle. Um, she she forgot a few things i actually asked her um i was like well since you're so worried about my presence here would you mind walking with me back to my cubicle so i can grab the rest of the stuff that you forgot to grab <laughs> so she did um yeah i grabbed my stuff and then i left um when
4: you were violating my fourth and fifth amendments
5: <laughs> yeah i was so upset um i get back to my hotel room my company locks me out of my teams account completely oh. like my teams not the, my pfizer teams cuz i Like, keep in mind, I had a Pfizer account as well. So I had my first and last name at Pfizer.com, my own team's account. And then I have my company laptop with my own team's account for my company. And they locked me out of my my team's account completely. So I realized, oh, great. I know what's happening. I know what's going on. Pfizer is not happy with me. And they are my uh company's diamond client. Yep. So I know I have no, you know, I have no say in this game. I'm I'm getting, you know, I, I knew where this was headed.
4: I mean they they, um, they basically signed their own death warrant by doing that, though I mean they assured that you would go on to talk to somebody about this because clearly they understood the implication of your validation of jordan 's presence and employment at Pfizer, so that was paramount among their concerns and yeah. by by destroying your, your your job at Pfizer and then deep sixing your career with your hiring company. I mean, what do you have to lose? Of course. Exactly.
5: Exactly. Yeah, no, really. Um, exactly. Um, at that point, yeah, it, it really upset me. I mean, I already knew that corporations only care about themselves and that, you know, they'll try and lie to you and tell you, oh, we have great work culture here. We really care about our employees. Yeah. Yeah. We, we love diversity and whatnot, but the first thing they do when Pfizer gets upset is uh, fire their Latinx Latina, you know, that's the first thing they do. They said bye-bye. Goodbye no. to that that you know cultural point that we had with her. So
4: <laughs> I get that would just would have been perfect if you would have said something along those lines. You know, oh, oh
5: the next day. <laughs> oh, trust me, I let him have it the next day. So the next day, first thing in the morning, I get a call from my company's lawyer and like employee resolution sol- solutions or relation human or employee relations. Yeah. So yep. manager and a lawyer. And they say, Hey, sorry to bother you. Is this a good time to chat? Look, we heard um, about an incident that happened at Pfizer and we're just calling to invest, you know, to figure out what happened and investigate it. And I'm like, yeah, let me tell you what happened. Uh, Your, your client Pfizer put me in an interrogation room and I am devastated right now. I cannot believe that happened. They kicked me out, like without telling me They gave me no reason. Nobody wanted to tell me what happened and they held me against my will, pretty much, mm-hmm. and also went through all of my personal things. So a lot of things happened that a client shouldn't be doing with your employer. What,
4: it's a violation. Um, right. Yeah.
5: And they're like, okay, well, we, you know, they're trying to play the good guy. They're trying to tell me, well, we just want to figure out what happened. We're here to listen to you. can can you think of any reason why they might have done that right that's exactly what they yeah that's kind of where they were headed they were at first trying to be really nice to me thinking you know and then later um the lawyer asked me um what did you look up yesterday and i kind of sat there and i was like okay i know where this headed and i'm like i don't remember And he's like, what do you mean you don't remember? I remember what I looked up yesterday. How how do you not remember? And I said, well, you weren't put in an interrogation room yesterday like I was, and you didn't have your personal belongings just get scattered out on a bench like I did. So excuse Mm -hmm. me if my, you know, my memory is a little foggy right now, but I really went through a traumatic event. And he wasn't expecting that. Um, You know, there's that saying, you know, the worst person you can talk, talk to is a cop. The next person is a lawyer. Right, right. Right. So when you're talking to a lawyer without being represented who, when you're talking to a lawyer who isn't your lawyer, oh, yeah. you don't want to give them definitive answers. Even if, you know, you, you just don't want to give them a reason to have something against you anyway. Certainly. So I was very careful not to give him um, anything that could incriminate me or, or whatnot, but um, essentially I, you know, he wasn't getting what he wanted. And then he's flat out. Just asked me, okay, do you know a Jordan Walker? I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. I was like, uh, no, I do not personally know a Jordan Walker. And then he's like, have you heard of him? And I was like, I mean, am I supposed to have heard of him? I can Google him right now and see. And he's like, no, no, no. I just want to know if you know a Jordan Walker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so. Great. And I was like, well, hold on, sir. Let me let me pull up my. I'm I'm pulling it up right now, sir. And um. I, you know, I obviously, I do actually pull it up just to see if, you know, something pulls up. And I was like, Jordan Walker, I mean, here, there's a few, you know, it's a very common name, sir. I'm not sure which Jordan you want to refer to. Yeah. He obviously gets upset, and then he asks me, do you know about a Veritas? And I was like, oh, okay, they don't even know, you know, they don't even know the full name of it. And I was like... I was like, Veritas. I was like, I I don't know. Isn't that Latin for truth? (laughs) And yeah. And he's like, okay, like it's, it's a journalist company. Do you know a journalist company, Veritas? And I was like, again, I can Google this and I can let you know if I know. And then I Googled it and I was like, yeah, it says here, they're a journalist company and under, you know, and then he's like, all right, you're clearly not, you know, helping us out here. I think you know where this is going, yada, yada. And I tell them, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I know where this is going, sir. I'm pretty sure that you guys are here on behalf of Pfizer and mm-hmm. you're here to uh see what I find reasons to fire me. Because I know that's what you guys are going to do, mm-hmm. uh, because you guys would rather keep a client who brings you in millions of dollars than, you know, this employee that you can just replace mm-hmm. overnight so i know what you guys are doing i'm not dumb you know if you guys are just gonna fire me you guys gotta let me know because i gotta figure i I gotta figure stuff out um and i pretty much just tell them i'm not going to cooperate any longer unless i have a lawyer and then they try to tell me okay well we emailed you something that you need to sign right away and get that back to us oh and by the way we're um Someone will be over there in 20 minutes. What? Like, what? Whoa. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, you mean 20 minutes right now? He's like, yeah, where are you? Are you at blah, 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 blah? And I'm like, um, I mean, I, I might be if I was. Like, y- you guys can't just come to my house uninvited. Did, were they like um, GPS
4: tracking your company laptop or something?
5: They honestly, I, I, I don't know. Okay. Um, but <clears throat> the fact that he said 20 minutes, yeah. I was like, okay. Th- this is weird. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is weird. Um, so I told them I just, you know, end the conversation. I was like, there's no more need to, you know, deal with that. I look at the email that they sent me and it's pretty much, they want me to sign a paper that says that I have not leaked any confidential information about anyone's identity or anything pertaining to the client or whatever. they want me to sign that right away. Mm
6: -hmm, mm -hmm.
5: And I'm like, I'm not going to sign anything. I'm not going to sign anything, especially if you guys are sending people to my house and, you know, Doing all this, I was just so mad and obviously scared because there's people going to my house, so um or my parents' house. Um, and um I just freak out. I'm like, I need to get out of here before I get, you know, I, I didn't know what was gonna happen. Honestly. Sure. I
4: yeah.
5: was <clears throat> I was just A- scared.
4: Assassins might be on their way, you never exactly.
5: know. Exactly. <clears throat> oh my gosh, yeah, I was yeah. terrified. Um, so I I just leave. I leave my parents' house. I'm like, I'm not. I'm not dealing with whatever is happening. This is scary. I I don't know what's going on. Um, I get a message from my dad, and he tells me he's like, "Hey, there's a red van, minivan parked outside this house, and they're not leaving." Or like, what's going on? I was like, Dad, if they like try to, you know, come in or anything, don't let them. Tell them to go. Start recording, whatnot. Yeah. Um. Of course, my dad's a boomer, so he doesn't get it. He also doesn't know about anything that's going on.
7: Right, right.
5: So I don't want to, you know, worry them. I don't want them to get involved. So they, they know nothing. They mm-hmm. know nothing. And I wasn't going to tell them anything. Um, so my dad then texts me. He's like, Oh, uh, someone came to the door. Uh, some guy, he's asking for you. Um, and I'm like, Well, what'd you tell him? And then my dad goes, I just, told him to leave, he couldn't be here and that you weren't here and that you didn't, that he wasn't going to tell them when, or if I would be back. So my Mm -hmm. dad was a homie and he didn't, you know,
4: right on ride or die.
5: Yeah, exactly. Um, again, he didn't know anything. He didn't know what was going on. I just, I think he just realized how scared I was. And he, he's like, I'm just gonna, you know, do what you ask me, whatever. Um, so, yeah, that happens. And at this point, I'm just devastated. I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, my company is trying to get me to sign these papers. Um, they keep, uh, oh, they withheld my expenses. Um, the HR lady starts telling me um, that she would insert my expenses because I had, you know, occurred expenses during my traveling, my hotel, my rental. All this and they logged me out of my account so I couldn't enter my timesheet. Mm-hmm. So I was working with an HR person who promised me she would enter my time and put in my expenses and make sure I got paid on time for the next pay period, which was like the next Tuesday.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: And um, she leaves me a voicemail. Where she says, hey, Deb, I was able to put in your time. However, I didn't put in your expenses. How about you uh, cooperate with the investigation and then I'll get your expenses put in so you can get paid. And I was like, oh, my God.
4: That's extortion.
5: You bet. You can bet that I saved that voicemail. And I looked up and made sure it was legal to use in in case in the future. And it is because she voluntarily left the voicemail. So it isn't like the Illinois recording laws where you can't, you know. That whole one party consent or of whatever course. yeah yeah no voicemail completely different story um correct me if i'm wrong if, if there's an attorney listening in correct me if i'm wrong but i listened into that and um voicemail's free game Absolutely. but um yeah i was so mad i messaged my company back because they were sending me emails back and forth trying to get me to cooperate and i told them what you guys are doing is illegal
6: mm-hmm.
5: and just so you know i'm not dumb so thank you for leaving that voicemail I appreciate it. And I hope you guys can figure out this little issue and get, make sure that my expenses get paid out. Like, you know, as an employee.
6: Yeah.
5: Yeah. Um, so yeah. So yeah, eventually I get canned. Um, and the reasoning was because I refused to cooperate with, with the investigation. Oh, so, um, the letter said, um, the client informed us that you, Put on or put on your social media personal information or property of Pfizer on social media, which was complete. I, I never posted anything of theirs on my social media. So that right. was wrong. Right. Um, and because of your refusal to participate in the, in the investigation, your attitude and just overall uh, demeanor, um, your employment is ending as a February 8th or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, thank you for just affirming you know, my feelings, and now I'm clearly very upset at you, and I'm very upset at Pfizer, and I, I don't see how your employee relations was doing their job because clearly you guys did not handle this correctly from the get-go. Right. So free game after that, in my opinion. It's yep, free yep. game.
4: So is that the point at which you called James and said uh... – I've got some I've got a story
5: I need to tell you. So this was the point where um I just let I had I, I just let him know that I got fired. Yeah. And he flew me to Nashville and we were just gonna do an interview there. And I was gonna just I was actually gonna um go forward that day in Nashville. Um we were ready to record, the production team was there, we were ready. Um and then just um it it just didn't feel right and I realized now uh, that there was something going on internally with right, him, PV right. and James. And so I didn't end up doing the interview that day. Um, and then of course, James gets ousted from his company and I'm freaking out because here I am, you know, I was promised that, you know, PV would have my back and, you know, just the name of James and PV, they just, you know, reveal this awesome story. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, known well, you know, worldwide And then now they look fractured. Mm -hmm. So here I am terrified. I have no money. At that point, I still didn't have a lawyer. Um, And now it looks like James got ousted. So this guy or this, you know, this image who, you know, is supposed to be, you know, my protector and whatnot looks like it's fractured and weak. So here I am scared that, you know, oh, this would be a perfect time to just ruin my life sure really of and course. and because i hadn't come out yet either it would be perfect because no one knows who i am no one would know about me no one would know if i'm getting sued or if i'm getting you know um rated by feds or whatever it, no one would know no one would know so i'm i'm just completely terrified at this point i'm just like whoa, what's going on did PV get infiltrated too. Like, what's going on? And oh, it was yeah, it was not fun for a couple of weeks. Um, and then um, James called me. I was at home. I was just relaxing, just trying to keep my mind off of literally everything. Um, I was about to put on the Hunger Games, and um, I see my phone. It starts vibrating. I look, and I see it's James O'Keefe. I'm like, oh. I wonder how he's doing. I hope he's okay. (laughs) I'll pick up. So I pick up and he's like, Hey, Deb. um, I know this sounds crazy, but I really want you to come to CPAC with me. And I was like, wait, CPAC as in like the CPAC tomorrow. And he's like, yes, tomorrow. And I was like, I mean, I, I, let me think about it. And he's like, okay, you think about it, but just let me know ASAP so I can get your flight booked and, you know, get everything booked. And, um, yeah. So, I call him back. I tell him, okay, sure. We'll go to CPAC. Um, I had no intention of going on stage with him at all. Um, that was completely just last minute. Um, I He just wanted to fly me there just to, you know, support and, you know, just to let me know and feel like, you know, he's still there with me and to make sure that I'm okay and whatnot. He's, he's great. So I flew over there. Um, we hung out and then, the next day he pretty much just asked me, Hey, why don't why don't you let me introduce you on CPEC and I was like, What? Are you sure? Mm-hmm. He's like, Yes, like please, like I these people deserve to know who you are. And I was like, okay, Jabe, i will do it for you. Um and you know, because I never I never did this for clout, I never did this for anything. I just I honestly just wanted to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um I'm sure most people do, but it, it gets hard. I know People probably struggle with that idea of, you know, they have families to feed. They have this great career that they work so hard to get. Um, yeah, it's, it wasn't easy. So, um, yeah, I went up on stage with James and, yeah, the rest is history. And now I'm, I'm here.
4: <laughs> That's awesome. That's so yeah. cool. That's so cool. Um, so just a couple of uh, quick things from the Rumble Chat. The, Hilt- the Hiltzologist Said, uh, this is not related to your story, but doctors performing transitional surgeries and prescribing hormone blockers recommend that their patients drink copious amounts of Bud Light Jack Daniels or both. Did Jack Daniels also do a, 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 a trans ad or something? Uh, and then TZ Burton, this is for you. Uh, Debbie, thank you for your bravery. I had to use the EEOC Title Seven and COVID-19 vaccinations sincerely held religious belief. Uh, policy to not take the jab, and I won. Godspeed to you. Wow. So let me ask you this: You don't sound like you're all jabbed up. Were you able to avoid getting the vaccine?
5: Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I did. Uh, I did not get. I no. I was not. I self You know. I held firm in what I thought. Good. I'm. I'm clean.
4: I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> You're still totally. a pure blood, still a pure blood.
5: <laughs> well, that's yeah. good to
4: hear, you know, because I mean, I know not everybody did. I mean, there's plenty of people who, um, you know, just went along with it because they thought that it was easier. I've heard a lot of people, a lot of really intelligent people that I know uh, say that, uh, oh, you know, I, I, I took the Johnson and Johnson because it was only mm. one shot. You know, I thought that was going to be better than having to go in for a second shot and then a booster. But, you know, yeah. I mean, I don't think it did anybody any favors.
5: No, not at all.
4: It's scary. All right. Um, Well, you guys, uh, if you would like to uh, join the conversation, I'm going to be opening up the phones here in just a minute. Uh, There, the information is on screen. If you have the Rumble application, you can click this link and you can join the call you can ask debbie questions or uh tell us your comments uh, if you have questions about anything else then that's totally cool too thank you to tz burton uh, appreciate you buddy also helps thank you for that uh donation and um so debbie i said uh, in the introduction that uh, you've got a, a twitter account uh, at debbie bernal do you have any other social media that you want people to know about or, or do you have anything coming up that you want people to be aware of
5: um, I mean, yeah, there's Twitter. Um, I mean, you guys can, if you want, follow me on Instagram. It's really not that special. Um, it's LIL Debbie 787. Um, <laughs> it's an old, it's an old handle. I apologize. I'm sure in the future I will change that. I've just not gotten to it. Yeah. Um, but, um, I have that at Twitter. I, I'm not really active on Facebook just because I, I'm not a huge Mark Zuckerberg fan in general. So I'm trying <laughs> to not give him, you know, my data right. as often as possible. But um I also have a um give send go if you guys would like to help me out. I would like to keep spreading this message and you know, encouraging other people to stand up, especially those who work in media, big tech, um, a government agency and whatnot. So um, you know. Anything helps really, um, just to help me get back on my feet would be great. Um, but um, what is yeah. what
4: is the Gibson Go? How do we find it? It's gibsongo.com yeah. forward slash Debbie Bernal. I know it's that. It's
5: slash Pfizer. It's gibsongo.com okay. slash Pfizer. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay.
4: Because I, I, I saw that and I saw a picture of Melissa McAtee. But it, so is that going to all former Pfizer employees?
5: Um, I think she has her own. I think okay. we all um yeah, I think we all have our own. Um okay. here I can send it to you. Oh no, it's um, okay. I I had it pulled it. up
8: over here.
4: Okay, I, um, cool. I just yeah, wanted it'll to. Have make sure
5: the- it. yeah, okay. It'll have my picture on it. Yeah, it'll have my picture on it. But um yeah.
8: Hang on. Yeah. Feel
5: free. I'm pretty good. I've been trying really hard to get back to everyone. Um, I'm pretty good at getting back to DMs and whatnot. So if anyone has any questions, um, I do know some doctors as well who um stand where we stand on this whole issue, um, who are more than ha- happy to help anyone. Um, especially if you have been jabbed. Um, I know it's really scary and I know yeah. You might be thinking, "Oh, what's going to happen to me now?" Um, it just—it's okay. I mean, you know, if you believe in prayer, there's always that. But um, I do believe that there are some doctors out there who have um, some idea of what supplements you can take or yes, what you should do now. Um, I'm not a doctor, so don't you know? Don't take my—I don't want to say give you advice, and you know, you follow it, and then I get in trouble. It's not medical advice, but I know yeah. doctors who can you know, give you some advice.
4: Yeah, I think it's so important. I know that there, I know that there are people watching the show tonight that felt that they had to take it. You know, you, either they were going to lose their job or they were going to yeah. not be able to see their family anymore. So, you know, just I, it, I think it's very important for everybody who does find themselves in that position just to know that it's not a death sentence. It doesn't yeah. mean that you, you're you know, this is it. Uh, And, uh, you know, I mean, there are, you know, that's not to say that there aren't cases of people getting sick later on down the line, but not everybody does. Uh, And I think Debbie's right. There there are treatments and and there are uh, homeopathic remedies and and medical treatments that you can use to uh, kind of rid yourself of the the stuff that's left over. And, uh, yeah, so there's a lot of different options out there. And yeah, definitely ask Debbie about that when you jump on the line. Okay, so. We've got, oh, yeah, I've got her um, Give, Send, Go. I I realized what happened. So the last time that uh, I went to Give, Send, Go, and it referenced Pfizer, it was for Melissa McAtee. And so my computer pulled that one up instead of pulling up (laughs) yours. But now I've got yours in there. And uh, let me just make sure that uh, I've got it sent over to everybody on all of these various uh, platforms. Let me, real quick, before we bring Vector in— uh, over on the foxhole, thank you to Sean Joe. He said, Zach, thank you. Another great and important guest. Uh, Cuba Anon, thank you for the phone. WC Cranop, good to see you. Appreciate the cookie. Uh, Vent, Venton, Vetanmore, vetmore says, evening, Zach. Sean Joe dropped another cookie and then said, how is Debbie making a living now? Is she able to? So yes, uh, obviously, you know, you said that you're in between jobs, but, I mean, you know, you're articulate, you're intelligent, and uh, now you have a a public face. So I would imagine there's got to be opportunities out there for you.
5: Yeah. um, So right now I am currently unemployed. Um, Luckily, I have, you know... I've been blessed. I had a good job and I'm pretty good at saving money. So I saved enough for emergencies just in case, you know, my, my parents were kind of old, so I'm always thinking about, you know, yeah. what's going to happen to them. So I, I've saved some money, you know, for stuff like this. Um, So I'm kind of just going through my savings right now. Um, Just, you know, paying what I need to pay off, like my mortgage, my loans and whatnot. Um, but um I think, in the future, um i I don't think I'm gonna be back in consulting anytime soon, well, but, um... but I mean,
4: maybe maybe not in like the the wider field of consulting, but I mean, there mm-hmm. has got to be conservatives out there who rely on the expertise of consultants in a variety of fields. And there is a, the, the, the burgeoning field of kind of, uh, boutique medicine, you know, people who yeah. are looking to get healthcare that is, uh, liberty minded, not necessarily mm-hmm. based upon, you know, the principles only of allopathic medicine. So uh, I, there might be a, an opportunity there.
5: Yeah. Um, but you know, after, you know, during this period, something that I learned in, I felt trapped to the whole feminist agenda. I grew up thinking that I needed to go to college to become this independent boss babe or whatever. They lie to you. And honestly, that was where I was headed. And let me tell you guys how miserable the past few years have been working in corporate. Sure, you get a good salary and good benefits and whatnot, but at what price? You're making some miserable jerk more rich Mm -hmm. who doesn't care about you. Who um, you know probably has a wife who's stay-at-home wife mm-hmm. while you're just working from eight to like nine p.m. and whatnot. So honestly, I wasn't happy with that. Um, I think I'm starting to realize more that how there, there's something so important about the family.
4: Absolutely. Um,
5: so my goal would be to you know um, have a family someday and be a stay-at-home mom if I can. That's the goal. Um, but I don't think I'm going to be focusing my whole life and career to make someone else rich anymore. I think I'm going to try to focus on trying to make a difference where I can um, in uh, politics or uh, just like locally or where I can. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to, well- I'll see what I do.
4: Nothing, nothing wrong with that trad wife life. So uh, I. Oh you, yeah, you, I'm huge sure trad a, yeah. <laughs> girl over here.
5: Yeah, I'm. Um, uh, yeah, I learned the hard way. I learned the hard way. It's not worth it. It's not worth it.
4: Right on. Uh, so H uh, two O Maven, thank you for the can. Sean Joe, thank you for the cookie. One two three SKG, thank you as well. And then WC Crane Up says, "Good to see you, Zach. Nice to be back on the Foxhole. Glad to have you here." And we're going to bring in DJ Vector. Uh, Deb, Vector is our Australian correspondent. So oh. he's calling. It's actually Easter Sunday where he's oh, cool. at. So, Vector, uh, go ahead and unmute. And welcome Hello, to the Zach. program. Why are you my brother from another
9: mother? How are um, you doing? Oh well. Debbie.
5: <laughs> Hi. How are you?
9: I'm sound as a pound. Absolutely sensational. <laughs> Easter Sunday here on the East Coast of Australia. We're doing very fine. I'm actually live as well. So, I couldn't miss calling into your show red pill. And I really mm. wanted to talk to your guest. I didn't see the, the first hour of the show, but I will go back and watch it. But I understand Debbie that you're a whistleblower from Pfizer. And that's how we got the information from project Veritas that we saw regarding the gain of function. Am I right there?
5: Yep. Yep. There it is.
9: Perfect. All right. So I'm sure my colleague zombie clan is chomping at the bit to come into as well. Um, look, Uh, i'm sorry i missed the 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 beginning of the show i feel like i'm at a bit of a disadvantage but um uh, we're praying for you and um we think that uh you've done such a great job thank you for coming forward we really need you australia's in a bad way we have an mp craig kelly here who's coming out exposing these people Mm -hmm. big time and his posts on social media on
8: twitter are amazing so zach maybe he
2: Now,
1: fighterflare.com
9: would be somebody that you could have on the show he would definitely come on and it would just be explosive from an australian audience perspective his name is craig kelly i think he's the uh, united australia party um so if you're listening craig, Pell, uh, craig kelly and also pauline hansen so i'm going to do my best to reach out to these people on your behalf red pill um but you'll have more paul than i will because like they'll know almost exactly who you are um, well,
4: well, Gag, be, if if you can if you can like put me on their their scent on the trail, then uh, I'll absolutely do whatever I can. I've taken their their names down at the very least, but um, I if you could help me make sure that I'm talking to the right people, that would be awesome.
9: I certainly will, man. And it's going to cause a big s storm in, here in Australia once they realize that you're on the scent here and you're covering Australian politics and the the vaccines and all of the massive excess deaths that are Mm -hmm. occurring the greatest since World War II that just came out like today, yesterday. So we're very worried about this, and we understand that uh, I think this is uh, a bioweapon and Nuremberg 2.0 has to come... Yes, I, I, I just don't understand why we need to have heard all of the children and everything. This is why this makes me think it's such a, uh, a deeper issue. And, yeah. uh, there's all sinister things going on. Or as they would just, just wouldn't be saying that little kids need to be vaccinated, Debbie. You know what I mean? What's your, what's your response to that? Like as a potential mother or, um, I don't know if you have any kids or anything like that, but.
5: Uh, yeah, no kids. Um, yeah, no, something that I found very alarming was, um, I talked about some of the things I saw earlier, um, in the show, but, um, one of the things that I saw on the portal was the worshiping that they did to Bill Gates. And one of the, um, the goals of them was to get pregnant women vaccinated and
9: I know. I saw that man. Yeah. I, I was like, what on earth? Why would a pregnant woman want to get vaccinated?
4: Why would you want to vaccinate anyone during a pandemic anyway? Isn't that bad science? Like. Uh- It's because it's because the whole thing was uh, was one giant study. You know, I mean, they they didn't do the traditional research that they would have done, you know, five, 10 years of vaccine research to determine what all of the potential side effects were and how it would react in certain segments of the population. So I I think that they were very eager to roll it out into all of those potential populations that exist in the world at large, because then, of course, they're going to get all that information and they're going to say, well, you know, this is going to impact inform their, uh, their, their their business plans for the next 100 years, because I, I think they've stated that mRNA vaccines are the future of modern medicine, not just uh, in the vaccine space, but they're hoping to use the mRNA technology for any number of different treatments uh, across a variety of different sicknesses.
5: They're vaccinating uh, has said, meat oh, I'm vegetables. sorry,
4: Debbie, go ahead. Oh,
5: no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I was just going to add, um, yeah, they're even thinking about vaccinating cows and pigs like that we eat now with mRNA vaccines as Letters, well. Letters, uh,
9: beef, um, you know, Moderna, uh, their mRNA vac uh, technology, they know that's that's all they've got and they know that the public don't want it and they've released that information in SEC filing saying that, you know, this can affect the company. Uh. Other things, what was I going to say, man? There's just so much going on here to unpack okay i'm i'm a foodie so let's stick with uh how they're going to get people vaccinated through the food through the meat um it's uh through lettuce i'm not really sure how this works but they're determined to get this into us and it's been proven scientifically that they can transfer these spike proteins and 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 and, and transfer the vaccine through the stomach is this even possible debbie
5: so I am not um not a doctor or a scientist. Um I can definitely try to reach out to Dr. Robert Malone about this. Um I think he would be better um you know equipped to what answer this guy. question. Yeah, no, he's great. Um but If you can help
4: me get an interview with Dr. Malone, I would appreciate it because oh, wow. okay. Yeah, I would love to have him on the show.
5: Okay. Yeah, I will see what I can do. But um, right yeah, no, he would probably be a better um you know, person ask than me. So, yeah, I'm not really too sure how it's going to work with, you know, vaccinating the food that we eat. I'm not entirely sure, but I personally do not like the sound of that already just because I know. what. And I'm not being
9: conspiratorial, things. am I? It's not like, because I'm, I'm a foodie, I'm a chef, and uh, people know my history and stuff like that. Um, but for me, it, this is a serious thing. Like food security for people all around the world is like the centerpiece of my what the Mm -hmm. policy from Mm -hmm. a personal perspective i want people to be able to eat good safe food have good nutritious food have that traditional family values sitting at the table and eating dinner discussing the problems of the world and solving those things this is what we've lost ladies and gents and now we're all getting fat eating crap that has no nutritional value Mm -hmm. everyone's allergic to wheat now and everyone wants everything gluten-free and it's driving me bananas as a chef because i know that it wasn't like this only recently so yeah, and I'm sure these people are genuinely sick when they eat wheat, um, round up ready wheat, uh, genetically modified wheat, and all this other food that we're eating. Don't eat GM food, ladies and gents. I'm sure Red Pill's not eating it. So no, no, know, definitely. I the not. best. Go ahead, man.
5: Yeah, no. Something that I like to tell people that have been messaging me about this whole situation is, what can you do? You know, now that you know, maybe you've been vaccinated. Maybe you know the mRNA is the future. My personal advice to everyone listening is don't give yourself a reason to become a client advisor. You really need to start Eating healthy. You need to start exercising. Like this isn't just about looking good anymore. This is about your health. You need to cut out that garbage that they put in literally everything: processed foods, seed oils, the enriched flour. The flour that's produced that we get in the US, you should see the garbage and the chemicals that they put in there. No wonder people think that they have gluten intolerances or whatnot. Mm -hmm. It's just poison what they put in in the flour and yep. um you need to really start changing what you eat now especially if you're young even if you're not just the gut health is everything mm-hmm. gut health is everything so um i mean maybe one day i can show you guys my before and after pictures but during covid i gained a lot of weight because i was eating out my kitchen wasn't ready so i was just eating garbage I got to a point where I realized, no, I need to change my life because, you know, I'm young right now and how, you know, this is going to determine my future. I Mm. cut out the seed oils. I'm very careful what kind of meat I eat. I make sure it's, you know, from fresh places, not the garbage that we get from, you know, that's full of antibiotics and all that stuff. No, you really need to invest in your food. If you know organic food, if you can start planning your own stuff, but it's I, so
9: expensive, Debbie. Like, the average yeah. food is doubled here in Australia. And, uh, it also, just before you go on as well, can you also clarify after this about what you mean by seed oils? I understand what you're talking about, but sure, I think people think that these are healthy, but they're not healthy. <laughs> right. Go ahead, man.
5: Um, yeah, no, I, I totally understand that it's expensive to eat healthy, it really is. But you know what's more expensive? The treatments that you'll probably need in the future when you're sick. Yes. That chemotherapy session right. is not going to be cheap. You know, those Fair cholesterol enough. pills are not going to be cheap. So, I mean, you can take little steps. Like, obviously, we as a society want things easy. You know, we just want to go to a grocery store and grab whatever another farmer did, you know, the planting for and just buy it. There, you know, we can plant things ourselves. It's, it, it, it's not too hard to grow tomatoes. I'm not sure what the soil is like in Australia, but I know it's very, it's grow-
9: very poor, Debbie. But if okay. like I'm a good gardener, I'm Italian, so I can oh, garden. Wow. I can cook. I'm a chef. Uh, I understand about slow food and yeah, passion um, for me. And you know, go ahead,
5: man. Yeah, even partnering with local farmers, if you can, they're hard to find sometimes, but they're out there. Um, you know, even you can go to restaurants, ask them where they get their meat from. If they're a good quality restaurant, they'll probably have meats that were just, you know, killed from a farm a couple miles down, maybe. Yeah. Um, or you can get chickens, you know, chickens, if, you know, If they're healthy, they'll make a ton of eggs. You can, Mm -hmm. eggs are really good. When it comes to seed oils, um, I don't know. We probably don't have enough time to get into the whole seed oil, uh, situation, but, um, you can look it up. There's a video on YouTube that just explains seed oils. It's great, but pretty much it just tells you how, um, how bad seed oils are and the fact that they're in everything in seed oils, what I mean is um like vegetable oil, terrible for you, mm-hmm. um, canola oil, terrible for you, peanut oil, sunflower oil, all that oil, bad for you. They're literally just products of uh things that are meant to be thrown out. Mm-hmm. So these companies that are making something, like let's say they're making um like something with corn, that excess garbage that they were supposed to throw out, they're just using that to make these oils that people are using to cook because it's cheaper. So back then, back in like the 60s, um, pretty much every restaurant used to fry or cook with beef tallow or like butter and whatnot. And then yes, that I got have. replaced with just like canola oil or like vegetable oil because it's cheap. So McDonald's used to fry their French fries and beef tallow. Now they fry them in oil. So stuff like that. And if you notice, like back then, if you look at pictures of people from back then, there were not many obese people. Mm -hmm. So clearly there's like a change. And what frustrates me too is, you know, you'll see these food pyramids telling you, you know, you need to eat a lot of carbs and just a little bit of meat or the American Heart Association will try to tell you that red meat is bad for your heart. Or they'll tell you that, water and eggs are unhealthy like no i it's like the again, best thing for you
9: exactly i'm living on red meat i'm living yeah. on meat i work next to a butcher. I get my meat from tasmania cape grim whether it be lamb or beef i've just got the most wow. expensive baggie for, for easter in my fridge oh, um i've been living uh, mostly on meat now and on orange juice after talking to naka Longo, yes. and it's been the best thing that i've ever done so i drink a liter of freshly squeezed orange juice every day cold pressed um i eat plenty of meat um i, I don't eat a lot of carbohydrates now and i haven't felt any better than i've ever felt in my life i walked walk to work 15 minutes to walk to work uh 15 minutes back i do a nine hour day in the kitchen like a slave um but other than that you know i'm feeling happy because i don't have to worry about anything and i can come home and and represent the patriot movement and do this hard job that zach's doing we're all starting to get on to the bandwagon now because we understand how serious everything's getting now the full breakdown of the family debbie like I don't know if people understand how serious this is. This is mm-hmm. this is the problem here. We need to go back to traditional values. We need to go back to learning to garden, to cook, sitting down with your family, giving them nutrition so that they can thrive, homeschooling them if necessary, yes. take them out of public schools. They're killing yes. us with all this critical race theory and everything. So it's in Australia just as much, just another flavor of craziness that the likes of which the world has never seen before, really. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know what, what I, I mean. Say, this guys.
4: is we're, we're quite literally on the brink of humanity not surviving. You know, I mean, like the destruction of the family, uh, forcing us to eat processed, uh, you know, uh, non-nutritive foods, and uh, and and just the overall degradation of society. I mean, it's really taking its toll. But at the same time, you know, that trad life all around uh, is making a resurgence. You know, I mean, people, oh, I love that i know oh it's God. so great it's 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 good to see and uh and and i love to uh be, be able to be a part of it with you guys so listen i'm a trad now, hard we... I'm single so before you say goodbye i'm a
9: trad single guy so i'm a patriot i'm looking for that special lady right ladies on. and gents thank you zach <laughs> uh, thank you debbie not saying yeah. anything uh <laughs> sweetheart uh but yeah yeah so uh definitely um yeah we're not not wink wink so i'll
4: see you later
6: yeah. <laughs> See you bye. bye
4: bye Take it easy.
6: thank
4: you <laughs> oh good stuff yeah i eat uh, uh keto paleo myself me so, too yeah, yeah 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 it's uh it's it's yeah it's the best it's absolutely changed
5: best. my life and yeah. when you're go, i know it's hard to go out to eat but you can't go wrong with greek restaurants
4: yeah right. that's yeah. typically my Middle safe Eastern, too, you know i mean yeah. yeah anything from the mediterranean i think you, exactly. you yeah you're pretty much good all right Weepa. are you? well we're waiting for Weepa's uh audio to connect uh oh my mom said something over here on rumble <clears throat> she said uh when god calls you to do this mighty work you go it's that time in history where we find out why we're here and what we're made of and wow. i think she's absolutely right so thank you mom good to see you out there and uh yeah, Weepa is uh having issues connecting to the audio. Let me see if there's anything else over here. Yeah. Boneless Chicken said, Smashing show as always. Brave young woman. Uh and then Timberjet said, uh sorry we are unru- unruly in the chat, Sack. Your guest is wonderful. Hey, it's no problem. Uh I am I'm, I'm totally fine with you guys having fun out there in the in the chat. Obviously Debbie and I are cutting it up. As oh well. no,
5: you're good. I'm <laughs> gonna take a look at the chat later. So <laughs>
4: So yeah, well, I sent you all the links of all the places yeah. where we're live. You, you can. Um, there's only a couple of chats on Odyssey, but but uh, uh, Rumble and Foxhole are the uh, are the top places. Uh, Hiltzologist says Zach, you drink those energy drinks? They can't be good. Uh, no, probably not in the long scheme of things. But it's about all things in moderation. You know, I mean, like I don't do all of the other things. So when it comes down to energy drinks. You know, what am I getting here? I'm getting caffeine. Uh, I'm not getting sugar. So, you know, there's other things in here like uh, aminos and creatine and CoQ10. So there there are beneficial aspects to it. <clears throat> but because I don't drink alcohol, I don't eat processed sugar. I don't eat uh, fast food. I, I don't eat, um, you know, all, all of that stuff. I, I think I'm ahead of the curve. And uh, yeah, I feel good about myself. So, All right. Weepa is not connecting. So what we're going to do is we're going to bring in the next caller and then hopefully Weepa's call will connect in the meantime. And that is Zombie Clown. And uh, we're just waiting on Zombie Clown's audio to connect. God, I hope that there's not some problem with Rumble or excuse me, with uh, with Zoom. We'll see. But um, uh, let me see. Uh, Vector says, much love, Debbie. Call me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh that's so funny good stuff all right uh zombie clown you're on the air go ahead and unmute your line and welcome back to the program buddy good to see you
7: well 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 thank you for having me and uh you know uh we just wanted to show our support we were doing our 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 show and decided to come over and and bring some folks into the chat room and support you and you know like uh uh i, I can't even explain how uh uh Proud we are of you, bro. You know, I mean you. like 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 literally, um, you know we're ground up you know as as everyone knows we're, we're we're trying to do this thing from the ground up and not from the top down and mm. and you know uh having these little uh, red pills that we can uh you know that your guest uh debbie is dropping for us and and all this but i did have a, a specific question if if that that's okay yeah go ahead uh, and i So uh, I wondered, you know, this just kind of popped out was this uh, was this uh, Pfizer page number seven where, uh, uh, you know, uh, the the structural and biophysical characterization of SARS-CoV-2 spike protein glyphosate. Glycoprotein as a vaccine antigen. And I was wondering if, if you're, uh, if Miss Debbie was, uh, was familiar with that. And it looks to me as if, it, well, I mean, we have, we have uh, in the first paragraph, we have, uh, uh, Purified protein applied to a gold quantifoil and uh, 3,300 mesh grids overlaid with graphene oxide. And, you know, I don't think we need to go any farther than that. And I just wondered if she had a, if she had a, a, a you know, read that and, and, and uh, understood, if she could clarify for that. Because that, that looks to me like I, I have some electronics background. That, that's like the making of a battery. You, you you see what I'm saying? If uh, they're laying uh, graphite oxide, which is uh, you know uh, a a a, uh, a grid, and then they're putting f- uh, gold foil on top of it, and they have uh, a protein in in there somewhere, uh, then uh, you know it's basically it's basically a capacitor of a of of, of a sort, and it, it, you know, and we postulated on our show, it's like. It, it looks like they're they're trying to uh, uh, you know harvest your energy or you know I mean, if I I mean if I may go down that path it just or or are we transmitting or what you know it seems as if that that was uh, you know uh, a, a logical jump to go to go there and I was just wondering if your guest uh, can uh, can uh, you know give her a little opinion of it. Go so ahead.
4: I- I don't know if you can see this zombie clown, but I put, I, I shared an article about uh, page seven of Pfizer's original 2021 filing. Is that what you're referring to right here, where the yes, executive at Pfizer says that children who take the vaccine are 50 times more likely to die uh, as a result? I'm, I'm uh, not, and I'm not familiar with the conversation about the.
7: Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, let me, let me, I can, uh... I'm not very good at this kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to try to, uh, copy this and put it in the chat or, okay. or something. Yeah. You and, can do that. Um, uh, you know, if my, if my, uh, um, machine will allow me, but this, this goes into, I believe it goes into, uh, the, the, uh, uh, the manufacturing process of mm. this, uh, you know, this, you know, horrible thing that they've put on all of us, you know what I'm saying? It's just, mm-hmm. it's not a, it's not a good thing. So uh, I'm not having any luck here, but anyway, it, it's, it's, it, it seemed to be, um, yeah, cause I have your, I have your stream running on my other machine. So um yeah the, the but it see it seems to me like like it's part of the manufacturing process and and uh you know it, it doesn't really say if this is part of uh uh like if these ingredients end up in the in the uh, you know the end product right so mm-hmm. that that's what that's what i you know that, that was the you know, really the, the, the gist of, of what I was talking about. I'm, I'm sorry. I can't get that over to you. That's okay. But anyway,
4: let's, let's let's get Debbie's thoughts.
5: Sure. Um, so like I said, I'm not a medical doctor or a scientist. Um, I know that the Pfizer vaccine has noble novel lipids, but, um, I mean, the things that I've seen when, while I was at Pfizer, uh, They were aware that there was an issue with the spike proteins. Um, That's pretty much all that I can confidently say that I know. Um, They've had discussions about it, but I cannot personally tell you about, you know, how it's manufactured or, you know, I can't really tell you that, you know, I'm very familiar with the process of, you know, the science going behind it. Um, just because, like I said, I'm not a scientist. But um, I will say that I'm just not surprised that children and young males are dying. Um, I I wish I could pull up some of the documents that I've, you know, I've seen. um, I've had, you know, people who work there who are actually scientists look at what I found and kind of explain it to me. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to sit here and confidently, you know, tell you something that I don't clearly understand sure, um, sure right if that makes sense i, I don't want to give no, wrong I, information and make you know um i think no, there are better a- people out there to answer yeah. this question no, a-
7: absolutely I, I was able to to drop the link in there but i'm gonna go because i know that there's important people waiting in line behind me i, I appreciate you and uh zach love you bro love you too um, man yeah, you 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 be good, and and we're, we're going to go back to our show. We're going to play some of your show, and you know you know what I'm saying. Like, absolutely. Well, I, 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 I think that listeners would probably uh, get a guess that that uh, we do our best to promote everyone that we love. You know what I'm saying? There Certainly. it is, right there yes so uh, you you know that this is we're not in competition it's my job to make make you look good i mean you know what i'm saying
4: (laughs) i appreciate it i certainly appreciate
7: it i mean literally that that is how uh you know we work uh and, and this is how we're going to to be successful and uh love you guys thank you so very much but there there it is in the first uh you know, the first paragraph of the thing and I'll take it off the air, sir. All right. All Thank right. you
4: so much. Zombie clown. We'll Thank see you buddy. so much. Thank you. All right. All right. Have a Good one. All right. So Debbie, you can see right there. This is yeah. from uh, Pfizer's filing. Uh, and, you know, obviously, I mean, I, I, this is a bunch of technical jargon. And, and I, I know about all of these things being part of the vaccine in and of itself. But I'm not like an expert in uh, batteries or capacitors or anything like that. So I, I don't really have any ability um, to comment on it. But. Yeah,
5: no, I took a picture of it. Um, yeah. I do have friends and former colleagues who could probably read this and okay. give a better explanation than I can. Um,
4: all right. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can get back to me on it and let me know uh, what you find. Uh, All right. And if anybody out there in the audience uh, has any insight into what I just showed on screen, then by all means, please let me know Uh, over here on Rumble. Our cloaked unseen world said they harvest our energy by getting us to fear that we are surrounded by energy vampires. They sure are with fear and division. It's the point of the vax. And well, I think they've been successful with it. Uh, And then S18 says, "Uh, great show, Debbie. Uh, what were your biggest concerns that you saw at Pfizer and what are your next steps? Do you see anything changing? And then much love. So, yes. What do you think?
5: Um, I think the main concern that I saw there was just the pressure that the Pfizer employees had. Um, Working there on site, me, I observed some very concerning, um, Things about the work culture. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those being um, the fear those employees had. They were very scared of what they could talk about. They were scared about, um, you know, they were being listened to all the time. They were being tracked on what they looked on on their phone, um, just I mean, being connected to the Wi-Fi. Yeah, no. They, um, they
4: obviously, they, they, they were right on you.
5: <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah, um so the employees never had and they weren't allowed to put anything on their desk um just because they were I don't know they were just told that they couldn't um if they oh, went off script
4: cor- cor- corporate espionage or something. Right, yeah, exactly.
5: Yeah, yeah. Um and when they made their calls to doctors um they were being listened to by their managers and if they went off script you know they told me that they would get fired or um, um that you know the doctors that they would talk to over the phone um especially the 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 vaccine unit um a lot of the employees told me that they observed that the doctors that they spoke to were very hesitant to speak out on certain things mm-hmm. so typically um these sales reps will call about a certain drug they'll talk about you know, the certain storage, uh, temperatures that each medication needs. Sometimes those, um, those temperatures can change. So mm-hmm. you, you have to call them up and let them know like, Hey, by the way, um, you need to store this medication like this and not like this anymore. Mm-hmm. So things like that. Um, doctors, would be very reluctant to speak out about certain things. So if you call and tell them, Oh, by the way, you need to store it like this. Maybe the doctor isn't going to tell you, Oh, I've been storing it under this temperature for like the past few months, which Mm -hmm. could affect the. Effectiveness. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is most drugs have different temperatures to be stored at. At least I know for vaccines (laughs) and I'm going to tell you right now that most medical facilities do not carry more than a couple, like refrigerators. So, well, yeah, those- I was
4: going to say it would, you know, it would be a uh, uh, very quickly, you know, get out of hand if you ha- if you ha- if you maintain ten, fifteen, twenty different medicines that all need to be kept at different temperatures. You know, I mean, that's right. untenable.
5: Right. So, for the most part, you know, you could probably go in with the idea knowing that most of those medications are just being stored in one place. Yeah. So doctors are obviously not going to tell, you know, Pfizer or whatever company that, oh, yeah, I've been storing it wrong, by the way, because they think that they're on a recorded line and Mm -hmm. they're going to risk losing their reputation or medical license, whatnot. Mm. So. Something that I've realized, doctors are actually afraid, just as bad as the rest of us. Um, I was going to say,
4: I, I mean, th- th- there's probably a lot of damage that Pfizer could do to an individual doctor's uh, you know, reputation. Or, I mean, what if they just stopped doing business with them altogether? You know, I mean, told them that they were not going to supply drugs. I don't know if that would even be a possibility, but, you know.
5: Yeah, um, and I've had a lot of doctors contact me and tell me how afraid they were during the pandemic, because, um, you know, certain colleagues would be open about prescribing ivermectin Mm -hmm. and they would tell me how they were literally crucified by the medical community for that. And they were called insane. They were canceled. They were, you know, so doctors are very afraid. Mm -hmm. Um, and like I said, I've talked to lots of doctors who, you know, Don't think that the vaccine should be mandated. They have different views on what, you know, the CDC says, and they're just afraid to speak out because of what they've witnessed with all the censorship and all these attacks on just anyone who opposes what, you know, big pharma or the government is putting out there in the public. I'm glad
4: I got cancelled early on so (laughs) the fear factor was gone a long time ago Uh, you guys do me a favor if you're over there on Rumble we've got like 2400 people here and only 546 likes it is so easy and simple you just hit the like button if you're watching on Roku at home then you can pull up Rumble on your phone or on your laptop or your your tablet I know some people don't even have those but if you do you can hit that like button it will sincerely help us out All right, we've got four more people on the line guys I'm going to bring you in one at a time. I also found an article, Debbie, while we were sitting here um, about Pfizer's uh, monetary uh, position right now. Uh, Apparently they're trading at a 52 week low and their revenue from the vaccine is expected to decline by 64% this year and then their revenue from Paxlovid which is a drug that arguably doesn't work, uh, is set to fall by 58%. Um, you know, but I mean, like even dropping that much, I mean, uh, I don't know like what their their pre-pandemic revenue was. I mean, they're probably still gonna be in a a, a comfortable position, I would imagine.
5: <laughs> yeah, so a funny thing about Pax it, um, PAX, they actually had a program um, at the place where I worked. Um, and I'm assuming this was for all the sales reps, but um it was called the leap program. And pretty much with that, It was an incentive to have the sales reps sell Paxlovid to doctors. So they had a competition, um, where if you got, you know, if you got to talk about Paxlovid, you get like certain points. If you got the doctor to prescribe Paxlovid, you get certain points. And if you got, you know, high enough up on the leadership board, you could get, you can make up to a couple grand. Um, Pfizer would pay you out for just, talking about Paxlovid mm. and they would have these sales reps they they had to go through training first obviously to learn about the drug to know the specifics and they had to pass I, I believe an exam and then once you have that little certification then you can join the the leap program and make a commission off of getting doctors to prescribe pex and one of the actually the states with the highest pex um prescriptions i believe was um this is what an employee told me um california california mm. like if you were assigned to doctors in california it was just jackpot for you because wow yeah so pex yeah they really worked hard to to get that one out there
4: well, good good for them, you know. <laughs> so anybody who took it though, not so good for them. Uh let me see. Uh T Z Burton says, Zach, even Steven Crowder has trouble getting people to hit the hit the like button. Yeah, I mean I, I recognize it's always gonna be an issue, but that's why I gotta press it every single time. All right, caller, you're on the air. Can we get your name? My name's Aaron Moriarty and I pressed Aaron. the like button. I did indeed, right. I, I promise I did. <laughs> I appreciate it, Aaron. Good to hear from you, buddy. How you doing? If I was doing any better, I'd be you, my friend. Excellent, as always.
10: Thank you, Debbie, for being an awesome whistleblower. We need more people like you because whistleblowers are our only window into the truth. Mm -hmm. You're a hero. And I believe that if we were meant to have all these toxins in our body, we would have been born with them already in us. I think the whole idea of vaccines is, or putting any shots, is is a, uh, it's, it's a good thing we're hard to kill. That's all I can say, because we're very difficult to kill. They can pump us through lots, full of lots of stuff, but I really think that this is a depopulation program because they've got enough people dead. They would have stopped it if they cared. So it's obviously depopulation. There's no other explanation.
4: Yeah, certainly one of the uh, the main driving forces, I think, behind it, you know, I mean, but there's also the aspect, Aaron, um, of just making people sick. I mean, creating customers, you know, I mean, like the more people like, you know, ideally, it's like a a virus really doesn't want to kill its host. It wants to survive inside your body and kind of coexist with you so that it can continue to propagate and you know get out and and infect other people. Uh you know, then the same thing with uh, pharmaceutical companies, you know, they they just want to make you sick, sick enough so that you have to keep coming back and getting additional treatments. It's just I think it's an added bonus for uh the the people who do want the depopulation agenda certainly. They get rid of, I mean, what Bill Gates has, has said, some astronomical figure of a of, uh, of population that we need to just cut off immediately. Uh, who knows how, how many, what percentage of humanity we've lost since this began, like collectively. But, um, you know, they can go ahead and do that and then make people sick and then uh, and then also stop our ability to procreate. And then they've got their perfect mixture right there. It's it's
10: really sad, you know. I love it when the pharmacy when the p the light goes off on the p and it's just pharmacy, because. It's, uh, <laughs> oh, Aaron! Aaron, good stuff, man. And, and, well, uh, man. And, go ahead. Uh, I'm enjoying this new. I'm enjoying this new computer. The trackpad is a very interesting thing to get used to, yeah. and um, also uh, one of my favorite quotes is "Pills cause ills."
1: It's true. And, um, very true.
10: you know, my father died from the, from the shot. I believe that he did yeah. one clot in the lung. So uh, sorry he had to that. have it in order to, he had to have it in order to get a, uh, heart valve mm. treatment, uh. but that, that never happened. So
4: it's uh, awful. Very so sad. Yeah. yeah. That's, very, very It's sad. not
10: your fault. That, um, I'm just hoping and praying that many people that we know that took it, got the placebo
6: Mm-hmm.
10: and uh, hopefully that uh, we can avoid all of the – man, it's like what, they're playing whack-a-mole and the uh, hammer's coming down on us from all angles. we got to be That's on true. our toes.
4: Yeah, yeah. We well, you know, trying times makes for strong men, Aaron, so just uh, continue to yep. persevere, buddy, and uh, I think we will be fine at the end of the day, but there's definitely going to be a, a, a pinch point <laughs> along the way. It's going to be difficult, yeah. but we're going to come out the other side. Yes,
10: and I, I wish you all the luck in the world, Debbie, and I'm, I'm back. I'm up and running on Rumble now, so Good. Thank
4: people you. can find me.
5: And feel free to find me on social media and give me a, let, or a DM, and I will follow you. I would love to support as many of you as possible. Awesome. Every way I can. Awesome.
4: awesome. Good stuff. All right, brother. Well, thank you again, and I appreciate you calling. We'll talk to you soon. Make sure you're following Aaron. Truth Quest, Aaron Moriarty over on Rumble. Thanks, buddy. We'll see you. Hey, always. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Peace in. Peace out. (laughs) All right. Red Hydrogen One is the next caller coming in. It looks like uh, Weepa's uh, audio never reconnected. So, um, oh, look at that. I love the hat. That's awesome. Waiting for Red to connect here. And we'll see what uh, his question is Uh, heading over to Foxhole. In the meantime, Sean Joe said, Zach has amazing guests who are making the news, which will lead to change. Uh, Michelle Ann says, God wins. Thank you for another excellent show with such great content. Uh, W.C. Cranop says great guest, Zach. Kudos for her bravery and revealing the truth. Bouncing now. Well, glad you were here and hope you have a great night. Uh, T. Webbs says props to you, Debbie. Thank you for speaking the truth and doing what's right. And, of course, thank you, Zach. All right, Red, you're on the show, buddy. How you doing? Uh,
11: Well, actually, this is Principal enigma.
4: Oh, principle uh, the uh, name of this. <laughs> I've never seen your face yeah. before. So how cool is that?
11: <laughs> well, the reason that's why I did it, because I figured it was time to expose myself and to give myself a little bit of validity what I wanted to do is uh, expose you to a little bit of my environment. You see the photo, the pictures behind me.
4: Yes, yes. Okay.
11: All, all these are original artwork. My father painted all these pictures except for the two upper ones in the corner. Those are paint-by-numbers. Uh, my mother did that. Right but on. But the, the most important thing, and by the way, my house is full of my father's artwork. But the most important thing I wanted to show you are my, is my library. Oh, right there. Beautiful. That is, that is uh, almost all Bibles. The, uh, the, okay, good. You can see my hand here. Those three shelves right here and that one down there are all Bibles. This up here, the top two shelves are Hebrew and Greek and Latin. Cool. Over here, I have two other shelves. In the other corner, there are three other shelves, and behind me here are are three other shelves as well. On the top, it's all science, physics, and and mathematics and That's astronomy. Great. Okay, so I, you know, I'm. I I was listening to the presentation. I didn't. You know what? This thing is still going here. Let me uh, turn this off. Okay, that is, is uh, almost all Bible the i'm hearing myself getting repeated yeah
4: i can hear it too yeah there now it's paused finally okay cool you know how
11: things don't cooperate with you when you need them to
4: okay absolutely it happens every time
11: (laughs) anyway i wanted to respond to uh what the young lady was saying uh she gave a very good presentation very well spoken and i have to compliment her for her bravery um And But one thing I wanted to do, though, is I I heard that you had undergone an accusation, and I wanted to provide exculpatory evidence, okay, in an effort to clear you. I want you to unequivocally know that you had absolutely nothing to do with me not getting the shots. Okay. That took a little while to sink in, I know.
9: (laughs) Oh, that's great. Right.
11: <laughs> anyway, now you also asked a question, which I thought was a really good question. Why are they doing this? Okay. Well, I this is really it in a nutshell. Okay, as far as I'm concerned, mankind is unwittingly fulfilling Bible prophecy by serving Satan while at the same time claiming to be righteous children of God, and they do not know that's what they're doing.
4: It's true. Yeah, there's a lot
11: of people that fit that description, unfortunately. Yeah. So, and now here's here's a a really good one that I think uh, will put some things in perspective. Uh, I'm going to read the description of something here, and after all the discussions that we've had about corporations, you tell me if this fits or not. Okay. Okay. No personal or social conscience, extreme antisocial attitudes, and behavioral. and behavior lacks a sense of moral responsibility or social conscience. They lack empathy, manipulative, impulsive, uh, spontaneity, and and uh, irresponsible. Okay, narcissistic, pathological liars, deceptively charming, lack of ro- uh, lack of remorse. They easily get bored and end up thrill seeking. They're bullies and aggressive power hungry control freaks intelligent no longer uh find it uh find it difficult to make long term relationships lack of love and highly competitive
4: does that sound like a corporation uh, absolutely what w- so where is the description from who are they uh describing You'll find this <clears throat> this is the, this is the clinical
11: description of a sociopath <laughs> <laughs>
4: that's spot on absolutely uh... yeah Yep.
11: <laughs> I just wanted to let you know what you're dealing with. And when you're dealing yep. with people in corporations, everybody at the corporate level, uh, AR, uh, uh, you know, um, human resources, rather, HR, uh, and the legal entities, those are all, every single person is a separate mouthpiece for the same voice of policy. Yep. Yep. A corporation's Bible is their policy. That's yep. why you can't get them to break out of that. I mean, any call to a customer service entity will answer that question. (laughs) We'll
4: reinforce (laughs) that for you real quick. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, good stuff. All right. Well, listen, Principal Enigma, we've only got 10 minutes left, and I got two other people on the line. We want to make sure that we get to them, but I'm so happy that you uh, showed us your face, and I love the hat, buddy, and the uh, the paintings are awesome, too. Good stuff. All right. Thank you. All right, brother. We'll talk to you soon. God bless you. We'll see you. Alright, good stuff. Uh, TZ Burton over on Rumble said, Zach I work for a major U.S. defibrillator company. That's the machine that shocks you during a cardiac arrest, and sadly, our sales are through the roof. I am sure it has nothing to do with the jab. And yes, you know, I remember, uh, Deb, you know, I guess many years ago when I started seeing kind of like, you know, uh, consumer defibrillators showing up all over the place, and I was like, wow, you know, are people really having that many heart attacks? But now they're everywhere. I actually saw an article about a young man who had heart attack and his death was blamed on the fact that the public building or the the business that he was in didn't have a charged defibrillator. Like, I mean, come on, you know, that's like saying like, oh, you know, somebody died from hitting the pavement when a car hit them. You know, it's not the car that killed them. It was the pavement that they hit, you know, because I mean, like this kid shouldn't have been in a position to get a a, to have a heart attack anyways. Kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we've got two more callers. Let's bring them in. Caller, make sure you mute that stream. Yeah, hold on. A it's like saying, like, oh. All right. <laughs> All right, hey, brother. Well, welcome to the program. Is this Colin? Yes, sir. How are you today? Oh, excellent, excellent. Welcome back. How you been? Thank you. Well, overwork.
12: Uh oh, hold on a <laughs> minute. I must have not paused it. There we go. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been going on. It's uh, the same old you know, basically gathering information on these criminal bar associates uh, members that uh, engage in criminal activities and, and continue in court cases where it's quite clear that they don't have any jurisdiction whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It's almost humorous. And, uh, we, you know, it's kind of interesting because I got into a yelling match over the phone with this particular attorney who's supposed to be helping this lady out and has been sabotaging her. And uh, he was like, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. And I'm like, a three-year-old. like, Sh- shut up. You <laughs> know, Let somebody speak. And uh, I finally read the trust out loud to him, and he was like, ooh, 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 ooh you know, and it's the trust. Here's the irony. It's the trust that he wrote. He's not <laughs> even defending. It's the trust that he wrote 20 years ago or 10 years ago. That's funny. So anyway, I want to say hi, Debbie, and thank you so much uh, for what you do and for what everybody else does. And uh, welcome, or yeah, welcome to the Army. Um, <laughs> someone has been out a little bit longer than others, so don't count us out. I have a list of things I want to go through really quickly. Okay. Okay. Um, one of the things uh, I wanted to ask you is how to find the old broadcasts. I couldn't find them on either uh, Red Pill 78 News or Rumble or anywhere else. They only go back like a year and a half to two years. And the reason is obviously I'm trying to guide people to the one that we did, which was November Friday, November thirteenth, two
4: 2020, um, because that- I think the information is still, still perfect. Is- It's still there. It's still there on my Rumble channel. You just, you just have to go like all the way back to the very beginning. So the, the, like all of my YouTube shows are lost to the dustbin of history. I have them on a a disc drive somewhere, but I just don't have the time to put them on the, on the Rumble channel. But from the moment that I was deleted from YouTube, all of those episodes are on uh on on my Rumble channel. My website only allows that indexing of you know, so far back because it's pulling from Rumble. Okay. But but I know that our show is there because I've I've seen it before.
12: Great. Well, if nothing else that people go to by the way, we've made it shorter for people, cracking dot com. Okay. And go to the audio video. Yours is the first you know, or well, that particular one is the first interview. Cool. Um, I was watching it last night so I could treat could, could uh, critique it and yeah, I've made it better since then but anyway uh let me say let me number two my understanding of it is that there are nanobots along with graphene and graphene oxide which are basically when you agitate them with the right frequency the right energy which for 5g it puts together basically a motherboard which does not have to be that big all they have to do is then tie in to your um, I call them cables, or your your uh, your cables going to your brain, basically, and they can then um, get you to see things, hear things, etc., and and virtually control you, which is why they were doing the zombie movies to, uh, what do they call that, uh, um, pre-programming, right? Yes. Um, I wanted to mention yes on the death thing. It's absolutely true. If you have ever followed Bill Hates and um, uh, Fra- uh, Fraud Shea, you see that they have consistently killed millions of people. They've been found guilty in international courts of uh, genocide. Uh, what they've, they've done all over the world, and particularly in Africa, and also because, as you know, I was working with the people in the military, so we have a we have accurate. Although they did try to change this, change it on us, we caught them red-handed. But the numbers are are pretty accurate there, as to almost a three thousand percent increase in miscarriages. A Mm two thousand percent. These are you know rough numbers. I'm not doing the detail numbers. Around two thousand percent of um, neurological problems, which of course cuts out in the military, a tremendous number of people, particularly the pilots, etc. Yep. Um, and so on. There's a list of about fifteen things that have gone up. You particularly infertility, both in men and women. Uh, um, um, What is it called when you have a what is it called? Um, What is it called when you have a baby too early? What's that called? Uh, premature abortion, but, um, premature it, yeah but it's, it's when they die what's it called i had it written down stillbirth mother, mother. No. huh
5: it's not stillbirth
12: right well it's like a stillbirth yeah oh what is it called where is it
6: yeah.
12: miscarriage thank you yeah mis- oh, miscarriage okay okay uh, so, yeah, that's uh, up, yeah that's like that's like up 600 um uh, so i mean it, it, it's, it's astronomical the actual numbers um is quite amazing uh, let me see. I wanted to mention to you, if you don't know this, and one more time for people who don't know, that they lied to the people in this manner. They told the truth, but they lied. And the way they lied is they said it was approved. Well, that's fine, but it's required to have at least six different licenses. And I think I mentioned this before, uh, they never got one license. And ironically, as a, as, as, a, as a matter of fact, and I think this is God's humor, because they didn't get a license, they weren't effectively regulated which means each and every one of them was different. They weren't properly refrigerated. They weren't mm. transported properly. So yeah. um, basically, the unfortunate thing is is that uh, I've even seen uh, the headlines of a – I haven't looked at it yet. Um, on Telegram, where someone came forward and said there's no uh, actual bi- uh, biological anything in the shot. It's all nanobots. It's all designed to turn people into what – what is it called uh, when you have both um, – uh, mechanical, and biological, so they can do all sorts of stuff. Um, Trans- what else? Transhumanist <laughs> or something? Transhumanism, exactly. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, and the people don't know, the nearest count is 74 million in the United States alone, dead from it. Wow! Um, and remind people that it, that hospitals were paid over $100,000 to kill the people. Oh, yes. And of course, they got an extra 20000 to put them on a respirator, da-da-da, mm-hmm. and uh, remdesivir, and so on and so forth. And then... To get to you, Debbie, I'm sorry, I hadn't forgot about you. Um, I wanted to mention that you are smart enough to study law on your own. Um, An attorney is somebody who's at law, not in law, turning it upside down to bring the people to their knees. Um, And uh, I haven't met one that knows the law, but you can study. It's very easy. Again, go to a website. I've got the most important foundational. Once you understand the foundation principles and all, everything else falls into place and your suit, um, should have you have more than enough to get what's called um actual damages, compensatory damages, subsidiary damages, resilience damages, and of course penalty damages and to remind you what that what what the uh, subsidiary damages means. what were your expectations and you might want to put this down in an affidavit form at least make a list what were your reasonable expectations of staying there for how long and and along with your you know promotions and so on you can sue for that. So if you plan on staying there for 10 15 years, that would be what that would be part of that particular uh thing that
4: you can in fact sue for. Just wanted to let you know that.
5: Thank
4: you. All right. Awesome. Well, listen Colin, we've mm-hmm. only got two, two minutes left. I got to get this last call in, but I appreciate you, brother. All right, brother. You have
12: a blessed night and you, you too, too, young lady. God Thank bless you. We'll
4: see you. Peace. Okay. Final caller of the night. Please make sure you mute your stream. You're on the air. And can we get your name? Loki. Loki. Welcome, Loki. I hate to cut you short, buddy, but we are almost out of time. So I'm just going to ask you to briefly uh, get your question in here for Deb.
13: Well, that's good. I was. I just wanted to be brief. Uh, thank you so much, Deb, for what you do. Oh, thank I'm, a, you. I'm a veteran.
5: Oh, and, thank you for uh, your service.
13: Well, you're right up there with the rest of us. We're all in this fight together, okay? Appreciate what you do. Oh, thank you. I have have a couple important questions that I wanted to ask you. I I want you to kind of, are you working with anybody else? to, You know, influencers like you that go out there and whistleblow, you can be out there uh, trying to get other whistleblowers to join you. Are you, are you helping on that front because your story is great I think you'd be really good at it.
5: um yeah, no thank you. um yeah, so really since the whole situation has happened, um I've been doing my best to try to um help to spread the message and um you know just encourage people to you know start eating healthy exercise and just bring awareness to this whole situation. like I mentioned earlier, the best thing you can do as of right now, is not give yourself a reason to become a client of Big Pharma. So that is one of the things I've been focusing on. Um, I think with some time and maybe some guidance, I would like to do something more with this. Um, I know I have a few friends who want to
13: help me No, I want to interrupt you there. I want to interrupt you there. I think that is what your calling is for, okay? And you should pursue that.
4: Uh, well, th- I, I know the new O'Keefe Media Group is probably going to be <laughs> needing to hire some staff. I mean, yeah, I could see you being a recruiter there easily.
5: <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think well, that the would story be is really
4: incredible. Cool. You're, I think you're selling yourself short.
13: <laughs> if, if you can get out there and share your experience with, with other like-minded people, people are waking up little by little, and you might be the one that passes them over the edge. You know what I mean?
5: Yeah, no, um, if I could, if there's, like, really anything that I can do to help, you know, encourage people, especially young people. Um, I know most whistleblowers that we see on TV are older or maybe have families or are well-established. Um, but, you know, if we can get the younger ones just to start getting ready to, you know, prepare. I think we're for, kind of beyond that at this
13: point. Yeah. I think we're kind of beyond that. We're we're, we're in a crisis mode here. And, uh, you know, in the military, if you mm-hmm. got the QRF, it's time to call in the QRF and you're part of that QRF.
4: Yeah. Awesome. Well, listen, Loki, we go, got to cut it. Go, we got to cut it short there, buddy, because we're over time and I, I've got to let Deb go. I promised her two hours. <laughs> so I, I thank you so much for your call, man. I'll talk to you soon.
13: Thank you so much, Zach. Love Always. your show. What a great guest. Thank you for inspiring me, man. Absolutely.
4: Have a wonderful evening. We'll see you. All right. Final thank yous over here on uh, Foxhole and Rumble. Uh, Deja Vu Q says, Good evening, Patriots 07, where we go one, we go all. And then says, Zach is steady as a rock and dependable as F. We need more Zachs during these times. Debbie, you can join the ranks. Um, People would love it. Our cloaked (laughs) unseen world says, I asked my best friend to ask his dad, who is a pediatrician, hematologist, oncologist, If COVID was ever isolated under a microscope and his answer was only by a supercomputing electron microscope, um, there is a whole other conversation to be had about that. One final question I wanted to ask you. I saw on your Twitter you had released some leaked audio of someone at the current iteration of Project Veritas, who called mm-hmm. you a fake whistleblower? What's up with that? Is that simply uh, uh, some form of jealousy because you uh, you you've separated yourself from the old Project Veritas?
5: Yeah, no, um, that was actually sent to me from someone. Which wow, um, when I read that, I was shocked because that person who was saying that about me was very pushy in nashville so in nashville when i was supposed to you know do the interview and you know come out as the whistleblower um i was greeted by this person i was you know she shook my hand and told me how proud she was of me and how i was a hero and whatnot and um it it just it felt off and it felt like something was up um the next day after I had arrived, settled in, or whatever, um, we had breakfast together, and it it felt very weird. Um, it felt like they were isolating James a little bit and kind of doing their own thing. And keep in mind, I didn't know what was going on, and I don't think James did either. Mm-hmm. So when I did interact with James, it felt very different. But when I was with this person um, and the other journalists from um pv they were just being weird and i noticed that they were like recording me um Mm. and it felt off because i i know what project veritas does so i can perfectly you know pick out what's going on i'm not just some random stranger that you guys found and you know you guys are like fooling me no i i they were interviewing me and I got confused because I thought I was supposed to be doing the interview with James and it was weird. Um, but I think honestly, I, I think CPAC coming out at CPAC with James. Um, like I said, that I didn't intend to, but it just ended up happening. Um, I think they took it as like a message. That's what I, from my perspective, I think it was me going up with James instead of um you know following up with them they wanted your loyalty right and i when the whole thing happened um i I believe that they called me a few times they were trying to um see how i was you know holding up and um but they weren't you know doing anything to like help me they were you know focusing on whatever handling the public relations issue with James being gone and whatnot. So um, yeah, I honestly really think it was more anger towards James than maybe it was me. Um, And I'm sure they would have wanted me to go out and come out with them and do the Mm -hmm. interview with them and talk about the documents and stuff with them. But then, you know, they were looking
4: for validation, you know? I mean, like, it's right. virtually, I mean, all of the Project Veritas whistleblowers that I've had on the show, every single, I mean, dozens. I mean, they all supported James O'Keefe. I mean, I don't know anybody who said, oh, I stand with Project Veritas and not the man who started Project Veritas that you just kicked right. out of the corporation, you know? I mean, right. so, yeah, they, I, I don't know. I, I. I don't think that they are, are going to be existing in the, the same capacity for much longer because, you know, uh, I mean, it just they've lost credibility. I mean, it just doesn't look good.
5: Right. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think James O'Keefe was Project Veritas. Yes. And, yes. um, you know, without him, I really don't think it's the same. Um, You can just like watch through like new videos now. Like, I remember they ousted him and then they went to go try to interview Albert Bourla and it just wasn't the same. I don't know if you could tell, but the videos just after James just aren't the same personally from it. it rings hollow. Right. Right. But you know, if you know, they can expose their own truths, but um, you know, I just think that if James was working on something, I feel like it's his story and you know, it's very complicated. I believe.
4: Well, I I think that uh, pretty much everybody in the audience feels the same way. All right. Uh, and then uh, finally, Sean Joe says, another classic on the books. Thank you for your bravery, De- Debbie. Oh, and then you. and then, Vector wanted to make sure you got his email address. It's uh, N-M-B-R-F-G, and that I think that's numberfag, <laughs> at protonmail.com. He's a numbers guy. All right. So, Debbie, at the end of the show, I always like to ask my guests, what would you like the audience to take away most from our conversation tonight?
5: Sure. Um, first and foremost, do your own research. Please do not believe everything that you hear on TV. Or if the government is trying to demand you to do something, it's probably something that you should be wary of. You know, and like I said, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to highlight this part. Please, please, please do not give yourself a reason to become a client for Pfizer, Moderna or any of those giants. Please start eating healthy, start exercising, get some sunlight, take your vitamins, take magnesium, drink lots of water, please. You need to change your life now. If you that's really the only way you can break out of their chains and don't live in fear. Fear is how they control us. Fear is how they manipulate us and they gaslight us. We need to not be fearful and stand up for what's right.
4: Amen. All right. I love it, Debbie. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. You're welcome back anytime, so don't be a stranger. And then to everybody out there in the audience, I appreciate you hanging out with us. Thank you to everybody who donated to the show. It really means a lot. Obviously, I can't do this without you. Check out my sponsors. Uh, We had uh, Keto with Red Pill at the beginning of the show. Uh, We've always got onenessdrops.com. You can use code RP78 to save 15% off of your own chlorine dioxide water purification kits. And there are a whole host of other places that you can go to support the program as well. So until next time, make sure you're following Debbie on Twitter at Debbie Bernal and good luck and God bless. We'll see you guys Monday.